or find us on Instagram at the UCast. I actually well, think it's, it's the at the underscore, underscore UCast. <laughs> We're doing our best, people. Still figuring it out. Welcome back to the UCAST. We're glad you're here. We're your hosts, Emily and Tracy, and we are broadcasting this morning from the last office on the right at Crosspoint Fellowship. You wanted to say live, didn't you? I always <laughs> want to say live. <laughs> I could see it in your face. I almost said live. Yeah, always, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how's your week? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. We had a couple of people over for dinner last night. It was, it filled me up. But it's all people that... <laughs> that your husband works with consistently. So. Yes. Yeah. And it actually was really fun. One couple we know quite well. And so it was just good to see them and catch up. The other couple we've never hung out with oh. outside of work. And so, I mean, me never, cause I don't work there. Right. <laughs> but so it was really fun to like get to know them. Just did in you a cook? Casual set. Oh yeah. Todd smoked some ribs. Yeah, he did. We made this cream cheesy Brussels sprouts casserole thing that what is so good. How did you do it? So you blanch your Brussels sprouts. Which means what? I'm sorry. Throw them in boiling hot water for five oh, minutes and okay. then take them out. And then you just put it in a casserole dish. Mm -hmm. And then you whip up this little sauce, which is just like garlic, mm -hmm. bacon, of mm -hmm. course, um, cream cheese, mm -hmm. whipping cream. Oh, Lord. And then like normal cheese, like right. Golden Jack or something, mix it up, you pour it over the Brussels, oh, that sounds put it so in the good. oven for like 20 minutes till it's bubbly. Right. Oh, that sounds pretty amazing. Magic. So we started this new thing this week where I, have you seen the thing that I posted about, um, I don't know if, I can't remember the name of it. Like, is it like irregular produce or something like that? <gasps> What's that? No, called? Okay, I've heard about this. I can't remember what it's called. Let me see if I can find it. I also it, feel like I'm close to the mic, so I'm gonna back up. Did we do a mic test? No, but the light isn't flashing. So okay, thank goodness. Um, basically, there are it's produce that they won't sell in the store because maybe it doesn't. It's not very pretty. You okay, know? can I be honest? How bad is it when it gets to you? Because okay. um, <clears throat> when I put vegetables in my Walmart pickup. Uh huh. This is not against Walmart, except that some of those are looking rough. Well, so they don't look bad, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. some of them, like you may have carrots that have like, you know, they're all different sizes or whatever, oh. but they, it wasn't that bad. I mean, anything that we got that looked a little, you know, fainting, like mm -hmm. it was fainting. <laughs> I could run water. <laughs> it was a little it was withered. Fine. Yeah, it was. I mean, it came with ice packs and all that. But um, it was good. I mean, so Great. we've done we've done some things this week that we normally wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, nothing big. I mean, but like a different type of mushroom. Or, oh, cool. You know, I don't. I never buy chard, and that came in there, and yep. so I just kind of mix that in the salad. And great. Apparently, it's a superfood, which I have no idea what that means. But anyway, me neither. So I told Greg. Greg was like, "Why is this a superfood?" I was like, "I don't know. No clue. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it is." So are you up, feeling buddy? stronger Don't now you feel that great? You so yeah. So anyway, so I we we did that. You know, whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. So I love it. Anyway, um, you're going on a trip today. Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Todd and I booked a hotel in Austin. Mm -hmm. 
just for a little, you know, we were supposed to be in Mexico yes, for our I anniversary. I remember this. So the morning period is over because we would be back <laughs> by now. Right. So you survived but it. But we were a little sad. It was kind of weird because we'd been looking forward to it since we booked it in February. Yeah. Before all this. And, you know, it was like salt in an open wound because our big splurge was going to be swimming with whale sharks. Oh, no. I know. Well, it was Shark Week. Oh, week. yes. And Did so, you like, watch it? Oh, we watch it every year. Was it so good this year? Because no. I, it wasn't terrible. I was thinking it like, was going to be fabulous because of the host. I in to Discovery and be like, what happened? Really? Tell me what happened. They repeated shows every single, like the same show every single day. And I'm like, bro, we're all home. All day. Wait, I thought that they had new hosts or whatever. Well, they had a new show were... every night at eight, but Got then they it. would just, just show the up to all of them the same day. So dumb. But there was a show where Shaq was That's swimming right. with whale sharks. And I was like, I can't watch this right now. It was sad because <laughs> I was supposed to be. <laughs> Did you turn it off? But you, yeah. No, I watched it. But you know what the dream is? Uh-uh, I don't. I want to get in one of those cages. No, Emily. So bad. I want to see. I'm not allow you to do that. Oh, <laughs> I want to do it. If I was a millionaire, that's exactly what I would do. Mm. I think that would be so rad. Just um, a, a shark, tiger shark, come right on What you. would you not do? That's kind of what I want to know. Mm, you know, I have no interest in jumping out of a plane. Me either. Zero. Me either. Although, you know what I do have an interest in doing? But, um, you can jump off the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. It's mm -hmm. kind of a zip line situation, but then it lets you go. Yeah, no. And so it's kind of, uh, what's that called when you jump out of an airplane? Skydiving. It's no. kind of that. But more, I don't know. That sounds cool to me. I'm good with a plain old zip line. Okay. That was my thing I wanted to do in Costa Rica last year. Right. Can I tell you, it exceeded every, how long was every it? expectation. Oh, we were out there like an hour and a half because you go, you, they drive you way oh, okay. up and then there's several zip lines on the way down. Okay. I can't. So you, you got, you zip you. line down to one spot yes. and then you unhook and you hook on. Oh yeah, but it'll be like 500 yards. Just, oh gosh. Oh. Yeah. I'll post a picture this week of me zip Yeah, that would be awesome. Because I am upside down. That would be awesome. It was so fun. So when you go to like, um, okay, so like an amusement park or whatever. Yeah. Are there rides that are off limits for you? Mm, the, answer, the answer is actually no. But I will tell you, we went to Six Flags. Oh, it's probably been six or seven years now. Because they had just redone the Texas Giant. That's right. Which I love. That's my favorite it's ride. great. Although before they fixed it, right. you know, you would watch people on it and their heads go whoosh, like yes. whiplash. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm about to get on that. <laughs> so when they fixed it, we're like, let's go. So we did it. There's something about getting older uh -huh. plus roller coasters that I was like, eh, this might be the last time we do this. So isn't it the Titan that's the new one that they put in that is like the tallest or whatever? I think so. Okay, so I did that. I do like that ride, but probably five now. years ago. Yeah. Um, on the hottest day of the summer, of course, because mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know of what happens, but I choose the hottest, hottest day. That's legitimately the hottest yeah. day of the summer. Every year we wind up someplace like that. And so I... But you're like, I've already paid. I'm here. We're doing this. What was the first ride that we came to? You know, yeah. when you're walking oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I was like, okay, I'm doing it. You know, I'm just going to do it. And so I get on and we do it. And I mean, the rest of the day, I'm just like, I'm, that was so stupid. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. I did a flip in the pool this week. <laughs> you did. And when I came up, I was like, oh, oh. wow. Am I upside down? I'm like, what happened? <laughs> you know, like one little rollover. I was like, oh, my inner ear, you yeah. know, whatever. You know, so what I have yeah, learned, there is something about getting older. So, yes, because what I have learned in that is I, like when you ask about roller coasters in my brain, I'm like, yes, because yeah. it's so fun. Uh -huh. But I'm starting to assess the risk in things now <laughs> and like what's worth it. Right. Some things, totally worth it. Right. Totally worth my hips hurting for the next week and a half. Exactly. Some things are not. Yeah. And well, so, you know. And so I tell my kids like, oh, no, it's not that I'm scared to ride it. It's that I just don't want to ride it. Yeah, yeah, you know, future Emily is going to thank me for, for not, not writing, writing that. Yeah, and yeah. so I won't do uh, like the cliffhanger. Yeah. Free falls like that where it feels oh, they're yeah. just not super fun you know to me I, anymore. Yeah. You know what I do like? Because there's actually a ride almost just like it at SeaWorld. Okay. Which uh, we grew up going to SeaWorld. That was uh, like our the thing. thing. Um, is, but the one at Six Flags is the Batman. Oh, to no, where the, like the harness comes over, over you, you and your legs are dangling. Uh -huh. Love the free flowing legs. Right. Love that. Yeah. If they could implement that on a Titan. Yeah. You know. Oh, I don't know. But you know, I don't want anything wrong. When you hear about, like that going yeah, true, way, true. you know, when, when you hear stories like <laughs> someone gets decapitated or something. Oh yeah. Or what would you do if coaster? you saw that? <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> That's, that is on um, our other darker, <laughs> darker podcast. Right. It's on the dark web. So um, speaking of that, what's, what do we have coming up? We've got some good things coming up. We are going to do a kind of Q&A session with Mark Hutchins and Brent Money about politics. Oh, well, well, that so, should be interesting. I know. I'm really excited because we've <clears> had... Um, we send it out to our young adults to send in questions because a lot of what I thought about this is it's a lot of their first time to vote mm -hmm. or they've never cared to vote. Mm -hmm. And so really what I'm hoping Mark and Brent can speak into is like why it's important, right. how it's how to um, research and be educated in voting, right. you know, and just how to do that as a believer, implementing belief and politics. Right. And together. Brent is on city council and Mark mm -hmm. is an elected official. And so yes. it's going to be a really interesting, mm -hmm. you know, conversation, I think. Yeah, so. I'm excited. We are going to have some youth in to do a round table, kind of like we did the young adults. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yep. To just import ourselves back into high school. And it's so fun. I mean, <laughs> is it? but we have some good youth. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, awesome. they are like showing up for things and, um, even in the 105 degree, even heat. in the 105 degree heat. And yep. they're, they're, you know, reading their Bibles, like they're coming up and saying, Hey, we're doing the, um, NAV put out a thing called the five, five, five that we talked about yes. on an earlier episode. Yep. So it's five minutes a day, five days a week and five things that you see in the text. And okay. we're having students that are coming up and saying, Hey, we're doing that. We're reading, That's awesome. you know, they're trying Man, to, to create that friends. rhythm in high school, middle school and high school. Yeah. It'll carry on, mm -hmm. you know, I love that. So I think that's great. What else? All right. Big announcement. Oh gosh. <laughs> Do I know about it? Or we are going to have an ask us anything uh, 
pod with the right to yeah, with the right to not we answer. might read the question and then say oh we're gonna pass that on to someone else we won't go through the effort of editing the question out we just will remain silent for a second <laughs> and move on right just act like it never happened right so, so if, if you, have, you question, have a question write in on instagram at the underscore ucast or email us at the ucast at gmail.com. Sounds great. Or if you happen to be one of the privileged few that have our phone numbers, <laughs> send in a text. We're good either way. If you're on the young adult group me, send it in. Yeah. We will add it to the list and that'll be coming to you soon. Right. Right. But today, Trace, you want to. Yes. Today we are going to be talking about Ruth. And a real interesting thing happened is that we had uh, just a short amount of time to talk one day after we had recorded a podcast and we decided to talk about the sermon from the week prior mm -hmm. on forgiveness. And we released that um, afterwards and got a lot of great feedback on it that people yes. said that it, it was really um, on point as far as like helping them kind of um, listen to our thoughts on it mm -hmm. and just kind of continue that discussion about yeah. what's happening you know, from the pulpit mm -hmm. um, to the, uh, I mean, old statement, but to the pew, basically, you yeah. know, to just yeah. say, you know, we should be talking about those things throughout the week. Oh, totally. And just to talk about it again, and then you're getting to hear, uh, like when you and I talk about the sermon, I'm hearing what you got from right. it, you're hearing what I got from it. And so we hope that that's kind of what is helpful to the listeners is they're hearing two more views yes. on what they said. So the cool thing is, is that in our congregation, um, we have um, elders and elders in this church are all viewed as pastors. Mm -hmm. So um, Ben, our teaching pastor, is on sabbatical right now for seven weeks. And so um, Greg, one of the elders, um, normally what they do is they they kind of swap in and out as to who's going to preach. Mm -hmm. But th but at this point, Greg is preaching during that time that Ben's gone and he's going through the book of Ruth. And so um, this last Sunday, he started that series. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you think about it? I loved it. I, lo I was excited because I really like the story of Ruth and Naomi. It's just always been one of, I mean, as you say, we're closet feminists. Right. So there's something about it anyway that I'm like, yes, women of action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, I think that it kind of snuck up on me a little bit because, yeah. you know, I'd had several young adults say they were excited about it because mm -hmm. they had talked with Greg and <clears throat> Jessica, who's a worship leader here, had said that um, she had only heard Ruth preached at like women's conferences. Oh, yes. Or at, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like totally. the verse that we always hear in, in Where wedding you go, ceremonies. I will go. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so to hear it from this, you know, covenantal perspective. Yes. Um, it was, it really surprised me, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so we were setting in, in worship on Sunday. And what I thought was interesting is number one, I was, I was moved to tears yeah. during the sermon. Oh yeah. That's always something that catches me off guard because I think that growing up, I would feel that emotion um, during the music aspect of worship. Yeah. And it wasn't until there was this strong shift of um, preaching being the primary focus or, or not the only thing, but right. a real primary focus yeah. um, in our world where 
all of this, all of the sudden, you know, gosh, the word is actually moving us that way. And yeah, so, absolutely. but, but the other thing that was interesting is like, I had uh, my 16 year old daughter on one side and my 15 year old daughter on the other. And my 16 year old daughter leaned over to me and said, this, this is probably my favorite sermon. Oh yeah. You know, just this understanding that God is with us. And That's then awesome. all of the texts that came after that, mm -hmm. people just really, I think, connecting with the feeling that was behind um, that covenant faithfulness yeah. of God. Yeah, because it's so relational between Ruth and Naomi, just in this first chapter that we covered, that if it can be like that for them, it can be like that for us. Yes. Well, it is you like know? that. Exactly. It, it's, it's that vertical and that horizontal. Exactly. I think the word Greg used was, is it Hesed? Hesed. Mm -hmm. And it means God's covenant faithfulness to his mm -hmm. people. And tell me what you thought about Naomi. He, that one of the, just a jumping off spot. Yeah. Um, he said that Naomi's lens throughout this text was that God is out to get her, mm -hmm. you know, and she's focusing on, um, basically, basically all that she's lost. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what did you think about her? You know, I thought the view he gave of her was so good. Just of like, this is you and this is me. <laughs> Where you didn't you know? pin one against the other. Yeah. And to go like, even at the beginning to, to put yourself in Naomi's shoes of one, it kind of freed you up to go. It's okay to struggle with your faith. Yes it's going to happen because things are going to happen, you know? And so I like how he kind of picked her story apart of, you know, even just um, bringing into focus that she knew what it was to be a foreigner and to be a widow. Yes. And, and to think about, you know, because that was in her face right. and even though she had faith and she, it's the, what was in her face that was like, Oh, I don't want this for Ruth and Orpah. Right. So that's what, you know, like, part of why she would be like, go back to your family. So you don't have to deal with this. Yeah. Because the pain was so great. Exactly. It's, it's one of those things that is so great that you don't want even your worst enemy to fit, to have to feel much exactly. less someone that you actually love. It's like mm -hmm. that protectiveness that I think a parent has for their child when they're seeing something so bad happening in their family that they go, I've got to protect my kids from this. Right. You know? And right. so I think there was that view. Mm -hmm. And then I think also, um, you know, Greg at one point called her a realist. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any faking in this. This wasn't just that she had a bad attitude. She right. was seeing things very yes. accurately. Well, and you think about the time period that it was happening, you've got, you know, your people that you're a part of, which is God's chosen people but they're not following in the way of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so for her, even if she knew deep down, God is bigger and better than this. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it wasn't right in front of her face. She didn't have everyone, you know, the community going, Oh right. no, we fought we, they didn't have a leader saying, no, we follow this God. Right. Moses and Joshua were gone at this point, right. you know? Yeah. Cause he talked about how, you know, this was a story of darkness and death and a picture yes. of, of these small exiles basically. Yes. And, um, he, he showed how it went from, uh, this great thing down, like it was progressively getting worse. Mm -hmm. It was this progressive digressive and that that came through the names of the people that oh, no Elimelech kidding. meant my goddess King and Naomi meant pleasant. And then they yeah. had these boys whose names meant frail and sick. Yeah. And so they Talk were about a foreshadowing. Oh my know? goodness. And how they were, they were in Bethlehem 
Uh-huh. Which means house of bread. House of bread. But it guess what? <laughs> famine. There was a famine. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like the entire thing is being, you know, mm-hmm. just this huge picture. Well, of and you and, know, that all comes in the first uh, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, that's the verses. first couple of verses. Okay, you've got five verses, and it's those kinds of things where like that is a sermon in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good reminder when we're reading through scripture that if we're going too fast and not looking for the, th- you know, signs and just different things like that, that were purposefully placed, mm-hmm. we'll miss it. I think this you is know? why we have a high view of, um, of church leadership and a high view of the office of the elder yeah. and the pastor as well, because they are, you know, they are giving us this on Sundays mm-hmm. uh, so that we can go out and like, meditate on this and grow from it. And, you know, as Greg kept saying, I don't want to give too much away in this first (laughs) little bit, but with how he ended the sermon with, it is happening right now. If you think God has given you, you know, has led you out to the desert to die, stop right now and look at what is happening right Right now, now. right there in that Mm -hmm. hour of worship that God's showing up with us and yes. feeding us and giving us bread. And, you know, it was yep. just this beautiful mm-hmm. thing. When he started it out by just saying that God shows up. Yes. And I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that mm-hmm. just to sit with, he shows up no yes. matter what is right in front of our face and what situations are telling mm-hmm. us and people maybe, mm-hmm. you know, he's still showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah, yeah. And so he talks about how Ruth shows this covenant faithfulness, God's covenant faithfulness to Naomi. Um, but Naomi continues to point to a dire, hopeless picture. And, and Naomi was actually the one that that was God's people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so how it was so easy for her to continue to, to look at the dire state of things. Right. And then when, when Orpah decides to go back, mm-hmm. Naomi is... I mean, Naomi's focusing on the fact, look at her. Yeah. Do what she's doing. She's She's leaving and she's missing the fact that, that Ruth is clinging to her. And the fact that he talked about this clinging is a picture right Mm -hmm. there in real time of God's clinging to us, no Mm -hmm. matter what we've done, no matter what loss we've experienced that God Mm -hmm. clings to us. And that was one of the things I told Greg that I thought was really cool, especially with where we're at culturally and historically is that, even in the book of Ruth, God chooses to show his covenant faithfulness to someone through a female. Yeah. And, um, you know, we joke about this, about being closet. We're not really feminists, but, but you know, but you know, but it is oh, you know. beautiful picture <laughs> of how God. And then, and then we see in the New Testament, Jesus Christ mm-hmm. just does this beautiful thing yeah. with, with women that he uses us mm-hmm. and that he shows himself to other people, mm-hmm. his faithfulness. Well, and that's us. something that I think about Naomi is, you know, just in that whole transition and picture of Ruth clinging to her and wanting to stay and something about Naomi's God, our God, that was appealing to Ruth is the years before, you know, because they were family. Right. Naomi was living her life in some sort of fashion mm-hmm. and way that showed her God mm-hmm. and her belief to Ruth, mm-hmm. probably to Orpah also, you know, but like mm-hmm. there was something that Ruth saw and obviously God stirred that in Ruth's heart, but Naomi wasn't struggling for mm-hmm. their entire relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't in this like crisis of faith the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't think. You know? I wouldn't think so either. And I would think there must have been just great love. Yes. And and I think that that it shows, I mean, just by the fact that he tells us her name was is Naomi mm-hmm. and that it's pleasant, mm-hmm. that there was something yeah. that was occurring there because the amount of emotion and the amount of, of faithfulness that mm-hmm. Naomi shows, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that Ruth shows to Naomi, mm-hmm. it, it was this, it's this provocative thing mm-hmm. that we go, oh, there was more there yes. than just yeah. this cultural um, women have no value and they're going right. to have to be prostitutes and they're not mm-hmm. going to, there was more than that. I yes. mean, but I, I love that he brought out in the text that, that what Ruth was doing, you know, by committing to this clinging to Naomi and committing to this, um, you know, covenant faithfulness to her was that she was also taking up the status of a foreigner because they were going to return back to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying, I will be the outsider. Yeah. Um, she was, she was grasping that the yep. full you know, weight of that. Yep. But then he asked the question, who does that remind you of? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Jesus. Yep. It's a huge picture of Jesus yep. and what he did for us. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about when he said, um, this is later when they return back and, and, Naomi says, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me pleasant. Yeah. Call me Mara. Right. What does that mean? Bitter? Is it means right? bitterness bitter? because okay. God has dealt uh, bitterly, bitterly with, with me. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's brought misfortune upon me is what the, the phrase that she uses. Yes. And he says that all Naomi could see was bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, she had turned inward. Um, and it is precisely to this woman to whom God shows grace mm-hmm. and covenant faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And when, when Greg was, he had, he moved around the platform a lot and mm-hmm. said, you know, God is not standing off, you know, but that right. he, he's not walking away from you. Right. You know, he's not walking away from us. Yeah. It's almost like, it seems like he moves in closer, even when you don't feel it, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. sense it or whatever word you want to use there. But yeah, I think, I think Naomi actually gives a lot of hope mm-hmm. because of that, mm-hmm. because she's like, this is, this is my life now, right. you know, it's going to be bitter to the end. Right. Could see no light at the end of the tunnel, you know, mm-hmm. until she kicks it into action in the next couple of mm-hmm. you know, chapters. Oh, I but, can't wait to hear it. Oh, I mean, man, I'm excited about hearing it. But it makes me think of like, you know, Ruth, you know, being like almost putting her arm around her, like you've shown me such faithfulness all the year, all these years or however long it had been let me show it to you now. You know, it's like this, you've been there for me. Let me be there for you. Well, and and we've talked about this a lot, um, you know, because Greg brought up the fact that that's how we're supposed to be in community. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's real interesting because um, myself included, people have very short memories. Oh yeah. And I think that it's very easy to say, I'm not going to be there for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And what, what this picture, this is too, what this does too much, what this does for me is it gets in my face. Like it is the only thing in my line of view, you know, this whole week, I've just been like, I I can't do that. I've got to be here. I've got to be for these people and be with these people. People are, you know, we're all struggling. We all go through moments of struggle. And 
trying to figure out how to best do that. And I mm -hmm. think praying and just asking God, show me how mm -hmm. to express your covenant faithfulness to the people in this body, to clinging mm -hmm. all of those things that we need when we're struggling like that. Because yep. I, I love that he kept saying, we don't pin these two individuals against each other. Right. Because they're pictures of how we're all, how we all are on this journey. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So yeah, I just loved it. I can't wait to, to hear the rest of it. So yeah. I know anyway. I'm really, really excited. I love this story and just the way that Greg has an ability to bring those things out and, you know, and, and kind of sticks with you through the week. Yes. You know, like you said, I've been thinking about it also and it's like, okay, how do we move in this? Right. How do we walk this out in a better right. way, you mm -hmm. know, and more faithful way, really mm -hmm. just building that muscle. Yes. So yeah. Good way to say that. Well, what are your thoughts? Uh, we'll wrap up here in just a minute, but are you reading anything new or you're just, you know, anything you want to talk about? Any type of uh, podcast that you're listening Let's to? See. I know you're what doing something. Do I, I am always doing something. I actually started listening to a, a new Enneagram podcast. Oh. Um, after we talked to Julie, I was like, mm, let's see what we got here to like dig back into it kind of a thing. And it was really good. It was more of a relationship mm. type view of it and like how to, depending on your number or type or whatever, how to be in good relationship with others and based upon someone's number, how to love them well and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So it's been interesting. So any new shows that you've watched? You know what I did watch? What? I started watching Downton Abbey. Oh, I gave in. I love Downton Abbey. It's great. I was shocked at how Greg much I liked it. and I it. watched that. And really? We loved it. Like the whole thing. You yeah. watched the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, yikes. I'm on like episode. Uh, no, actually, I made it to the second season. Oh. You know, that's very rare for me. Second season. Well, because I have to download it when I'm in town and I always forget. Oh, Downton Abbey. So good. It I have is. not, I never watched the movie because I was a little concerned that it was going to ruin it for me. So I don't know. If you have thoughts on that, you can shoot me a text or an email about the Downton Abbey movie. But. As far as reading, I actually just finished a book that Jessica and I were going through oh. um, called Saturate. I, oh, you I told me about I do that. not know the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's the same guy that wrote um, Gospel Fluency. Yes. It was great. Actually, she told me about that book. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then we, uh, we actually have a new one that we're going to go through. And it, <laughs> this is ironic because I say it all the time, but it's called Finding the Right Hills to Die On. Oh, I've heard about that. Dude, uh, George Orland, is that his name? Yes. Uh, theological, the, theological triage or something. Anyway, I am really excited about that one. So that's what's up next on the document. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Well, you, you sent me one this week, too, that we're going to pre-order. Yes, um, um, the, uh, liturgy. the Liturgy of Politics. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Michael Ware wrote the foreword, and he I've listened to him a few times. He's, you know, worked, I cannot remember his job title, but when he, I think it was in the Obama administration, mm -hmm. he was like the faith something. Hmm. I don't know what that job is, right. but essentially doing something in the faith sector in the white house, which is nice. encouraging, but so he's got a really good handle on faith and politics. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, he didn't write this book, but his name being on it kind of oh, gives sure. me like a, 
Oh yeah, I want to read that. So that's coming out. I definitely need to read that. Yeah. What are you reading, watching, listening to? Um, I have not, I'm not really listening to any new podcast. Um, I did go through and listen. I added a lot of the podcasts that you talked about. Oh in yeah. Our, one of our previous episodes and I listened to a um, episode from the podcast that you talked about. Dude. And it was the one over Hamilton where they talked oh, about yeah. the deep dive. Yes. yes. So good. Where he put his father on the payroll to yes. get 1%. Yep. And like what 1% of oh, listen. Hamilton income looks like. Yeah. When you yes. written and produced and, and it took him seven everything. years to write it. Yeah. He would spend like a whole year on one song. Yeah. Yeah. They Magic. said that. What did he say? The uh, not throwing away my shot. Was that the one that they said was the hardest one for him to write? I think they maybe they did. And so anyway, but the amount of so, money. Oh yeah. It was amazing it's to listen unreal. to that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It just how he divided up the percentages and who he chose to mm -hmm. put in there. And I mean, it's yeah. just brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching. Um, I think it was two seasons. Okay. Uh, you know how I am with foreign films, Greg, okay. and I yes. love those. We watched one called The Mechanism. Okay. On what? Um, on Netflix, and it's Brazilian, and it's okay. talking about corruption within the Brazilian government. Ooh, and cool. It is amazing. So we have uh, Bex on that one right now because, you know, she grew oh, up. Yeah. Um, between uh, Brazil and Paraguay. The, That's right. I think she said she was at Costa Rica and then Brazil and then Paraguay and okay. just the, just the border crossing there and all of this yes. kind of stuff is just ridiculous. So that is banana. It, it's that's pretty good. good. I no, I mean, good. it was pretty enthralling yeah, and even, even including the idea of like human behavior mm. that the part that that brought into it with, how people just kind of throw everything away and get just sucked into this one, yeah, um, one aspect of their life. You know, it, it's really that's good. okay. It's the, cops, the, the you know, mechanism? And all that, the mechanism. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, so as far as reading, I'm still, I'm kind of like you. I'm working through like a lot of different books. books. Yeah. Um, but I'm finishing up a, a fiction book right now. Um, and then I just ordered this book and got it in the mail. Um, it's called Introverts in the Church, mm. and it's Finding Our Place in an Extroverted Culture. It's by Adam McHugh, uh, The Fords by Scott McKnight. So and you so, bought this book to learn more about yourself? You're only the 50th person <laughs> who said, wait a minute, our place? You know it's my soapbox. I do. That I feel like in the church uh, world, we have, we, we, we tend to move toward people in a lot of the similar ways that um, other organizations move toward people. We are attracted mm -hmm. to those who are extroverts and who are mm -hmm. easy to connect with mm -hmm. and because we're still human. So we bring that to the table. And, and I think that what I have found the older I've gotten is that, you know, extrovert or introvert is just a personality and, yep. So we have these really long-term fabulous uh, followers of Christ and, and believers who make differences and who write books and who show up and who yeah. pray and who really do the hard work and heavy lifting of mm -hmm. things who they may not be super outgoing or want to yeah. be upfront. They may need some time by themselves. Um, but 
it, it's just it's just this thing that I'm on right now. So I like let me it. just say that. Just I love it. With connecting people who tend to get lost in the crowd sometimes, mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. them to real meaningful yeah. uh, ministries. And I think if we're not careful, we push them to the side and often and really miss out on what they bring to the table. Because mm-hmm. if we believe that everybody, God gives us each different gifts, mm-hmm. extrovert, extroverted gifts are not superior to introverted gifts. Right. Right. I would actually probably argue that introverted is probably right. All the extroverts <laughs> need to calm down. A they bit do because we will over talk people. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, even at, at our table, you know, I, I'm thinking about like people who, they're introverts and they, you know, we'll just talk and talk and talk and they'll say two words Mm -hmm. rather than taking the time to kind of pull them into a conversation and hear what they have to say, because they might be waiting to act for someone to ask them. Right. You know, I have tried to practice that of like, ask a question and wait for an answer, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't just keep going. It's okay to like Mm -hmm. sit in silence for a second so they can, think of what they want to say. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just not like having to move to the next thing. Right. Or right. It's all fun and games, you know? Yeah. I've, I have been watching on uh, Netflix lately. I started that show called Unwell. <gasps> I was literally about to say, I'm not kidding. Like five seconds ago, I thought, wait a minute. I did watch another show. Which episode did you watch? Okay. Okay. Wait. <clears throat> okay. I've watched more first. than one. Me too. But- on the count of three, say the one you're thinking of. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think about which one I've liked the best so far. The one that's been the most intriguing. Okay, you ready? Oh, we're doing intriguing? I haven't watched all of them, so the one that I keep going back to that I'm like, ooh. Oh. Okay, you ready? No, okay. I'm terrified. One, one two, two, three. Braille! <laughs> Okay, so okay, we did watch the breast milk one too. It was hilarious. I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, just drink some collagen or something. I, I was, I can't do it. Die. And then the doctor at <laughs> Children's Hospital that ran yes. all the tests, all the tests. Like, she was like, it's like it's the stop. worst. Stop doing this. Stop drinking the milk. <laughs> it's good for baby. That is it. No, it's good for a specific baby. Baby, yeah, yeah. And yeah. your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she said some of it like tested for bacteria worse than sewer water. <laughs> Yikes. No, I can't do it. But let's talk about the payoff that some of the people have had too. Two dollars an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to say it on this podcast. I know, I am. But the guy like, said in the coffee shop. <laughs> the guy in the coffee shop when he met the girl, did you see her face? She was <laughs> like, uh, maybe I'm selling to the wrong person. I was dying. I told Greg we were watching it. I was like, oh. <laughs> he was such a dude, like a bro dude. <laughs> I was like, wrong, wrong word to say, wrong thing. Okay, well, let's okay. regroup because I'm crying now. <laughs> okay, that was the funniest so, thing. Okay, so let's talk about oils, which I watched the entire episode. And then, do you want to know what I did this morning? <laughs> Put oils on? Not ordered. <laughs> you did not. 
<laughs> yes, I ordered an aromatherapy thing. <laughs> Even after I watched it. Okay, I watched but, it and I was like, oh, it well. it wasn't down on the oils. No, it, it was wasn't. downing on the multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing and how they're just ripping people And off. some of the research. Yes. You know, totally. and so, because listen, I'm not arguing with oil people because nope. like, not gonna do it. there are some, and I, especially like the one that really resonated with me was uh, the lady who works in the hospital and how she went to the man who, yes, he had had back surgery. He was scared to walk again. Yes, yeah. and and all she did was calm him. And I do yeah. think that the aromatherapy aspect of it was hundred totally. percent on because totally. I told Greg, you know, like even if I think we all do this in our homes, mm-hmm. or if you haven't, you've experienced it in someone else's home. Um, I have coffee going most of the day. Right. And one of the reasons why I have coffee going is because of, I love to walk in and I love the smell smell of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not claiming that it has medicinal purposes or I am, but I am, I kind of am, but, (laughs) but you get what I, my point. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, and there are things where it's like the oil thing. I'm with you. I'm not fighting anyone on Mm -hmm. it. I'm just not, I'm not dying on the hill of it. Like I take Tylenol when I have a headache sometimes. I'm not going to be like, okay, well I need to carry around 80,000 oils for every problem I have. I take medicine. Right. We also diffuse lavender in our bedroom at night. Right. We do. Right. You know, and there are reasons why we do that based upon research that, you know, we've done Mm -hmm. and it seems to be working. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you go. But I um, thought it was as soon as that popped up, and we were like, "Oh yeah, I know." <laughs> Watch this. So I watched the one on fasting last night. Yes. What do you think? You know, I think that it's like anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that it works for some people. Okay, that place that does did the twenty eight day water fast. Right. Todd didn't watch this episode, but we were telling him about right. it. He was just dying because, you know, he does the fasting for health purposes and it has completely changed his numbers for the better. I mean, like was pre-diabetic and is not now. So, you know, we'll die on the hill for that. But these places that are like a 28 day water fast with no medical, like, yeah, no medical medical oversight there. And it's like taking people who have never done anything like this and just throwing them into that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's stupid. It's a little bizarro. It is. And those people looked emaciated. The one guy, like when, you know who I'm talking about, the guy who has no medical professionals at his location and the guy that was sitting right in front of him. They were all in the blankets because they were all like in ketosis or whatever. They were freezing to death. And they're like, people fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. It was heartbreaking, actually. Yeah, it but, really was. Um, you know. Anyway, so yeah, I want to watch the one on bee stings. I haven't watched that bee sting therapy. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it today. Kind of have a free day today. Maybe so. I'll download it and watch it. Yeah, because Todd's on shift, and so sometimes I watch it. weird shows. Then like we that. can discuss it. Really? So yeah, so that's um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I've ordered some uh, peppermint oil and some right some lavender and some eucalyptus okay and- peppermint oil i'll tell you i keep it in my car because i don't always have gum right and sometimes you just need to freshen up especially when you're wearing a face mask because whatever's in your mouth you're smelling it 
Exactly. So I just do one drop under my tongue. Yeah. Swish some water and then go. There you go, girl. It's great. You got to do it. You yeah. got to do it works. Yeah. Cheers. So I love oils. Yeah. I love medicine. Yeah. There you go. Love both. Love it. Just love the resources yeah. the Lord has given us. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we've really done the thing once again. We've been all over the place today. We have. Yeah. So. But we still want to know what you think. So email us at the UCAST at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at the underscore UCAST. And if you don't forget, we have our Ask Us Anything episode coming up. So send in your questions. I cannot wait. I think I'm going to think about what I want to ask you. Oh, I didn't know we were asking each other. I don't know. Questions. Maybe one question I'm not going to prep you with. I'm just going to uh, lay it on you. Since we broadcast live and all, you have to answer it. Well, you're right. <laughs> and I don't know how to edit, so. <laughs> I have to There power. you go. There you go. All right. We will talk to you next week. Talk to you later. Thank you.